Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. And welcome back, all you hookers and slices out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and with me as always is Nick the Stick. It's the week after the Masters. It's a little bit of a kind of a withdrawal week, I would say, but ultimately <laughs> feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean, only 360, you know. 60 days till the next go around. Yeah, but who's counting, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was a um yeah, it was nice to have the Masters back in April for sure. Um and considering we just had it in November, you know, it was kind of we were a little spoiled with the Masters over the last essentially half a year here getting to see it, you know, twice in a short time span, but um, Yeah. My my fun fact for you is that now Dustin Johnson is the tallest and the shortest Masters winner in height and duration. Oh, that makes sense. For, for holding on to his crown. So he's the tallest and the shortest. I thought that. He just covers all the bases. He is <laughs> just... I mean, he does it all. That's right. Except, yeah. except you know, defend his title. Except, except make the cut when defending his title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did not have a good showing. I think he let... Uh, kind of shocking. That was one of my biggest surprises of the week. I at least thought he was going to make the cut. I would have bet, bet a lot of money on that. But Well, he, I, was your, he was your domestic pick, too. One of them. Well... Right, one of my first one. He was not your first drafted domestic pick. Your top dog domestic. Correct. He was my first draft. I'll 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 give you that. So, speaking of, we can jump into this. I mean, I had a couple top teners. Yeah, I mean, other than other than DJ, pretty decent decent set of picks for the Masters. Um, yeah, I mean, just rattle them off here. The uh, for our number one draft picks, I had DJ Bursier Deschambeuf. Um, they both had shot plus five. However, my guy did it in two rounds. Your guy did it in four. At least he made the cut. Yeah. Um. So you won that one. I had Rom against Westwood for the import round uh, pick that we had for National Beer Day last Wednesday. Um. Minus six, Rom did have a top ten there. I think he was. Yeah, he had a great. He had a great Sunday. Great final round. Yeah. Other, otherwise, years. otherwise, pretty uninspiring tournament. Before that. Yeah. Even par. Even par. Even par. Yeah. Um, but you know, sixteen spots to a T five on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that last round was pretty much his dad powers coming into play, coming into the week with the birth of his first first kid. Yeah, it's pretty much what that was. Lee Westwood did not um, 
did not play as well as you know people expected. Why did I tell you? I know, I know. You Hashtag. you stopped. You stopped uh, betting on Hashtag him. Never bet Masters. on Lee. But I mean, he was playing well this year. You're not wrong. He was he was doing well. Was is the key word. And apparently, he just I guess maybe he just hit a wall or something. Who knows? But yeah. he also had a different caddy on the bag for the Masters. Yeah, he had his son instead of his fiance. So that must be maybe it. maybe that's it. He wasn't getting the massages he needed. Yeah, wasn't wasn't in the right mental state to you know hit the ball good. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Can't say I'm surprised, you know, but. <laughs> And then, oh, man, here's the one I wanted. Honestly, even going into the week, like, I was in a couple different brackets and everything, but him and JT were, like, the ones I was, like, rooting for uh, that I wanted to see win. Um, I mean, Xander, gosh, he's just – he's got a lot of scar tissue now. But, I mean, his attitude – I don't know if you saw his interview after the round was pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the interview, but, yeah, he's been – He's been close in the Masters last couple of years. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, it was right there on Sunday, final group with, um, with Matsuyama and just kind of struggled getting things going for a while, kind of on the front nine was, was struggling, kind of fell back a little bit. And then they started to turn it on in the back nine there before ultimately kind of making a pretty big mistake on 16 there. But yeah, I just—it's so hard for me to believe. Like he, like his part of his interview was like he said he, you know, he, he flushed it. He hit it as good as he can hit it. Just you know, so that that's the all-time worst yardage that in the history of the Masters that's ever been given. If, if that's the case, like I mean, if he hits eight, <laughs> if, he hit, if you hit eight iron and come up twelve yards short and you flushed it, right. Like, you need a new caddy. I mean, the wind. There was some wind. There was, and the you know eight irons get up in the air there a little bit. They do. I think you still should have seen that. that you know, right? Or, yeah, that's not an at, excuse. Look at the trees or something. Right, it's not an excuse. Maybe and even you know hits a nine iron over the green. Like yeah, he just. Oh man. That was brutal to watch. I felt for him. I mean, luckily he said, you know, he stayed positive. He wasn't, didn't seem sad at all after the round. Just tried his best. Didn't work out. Yeah. You know, if he hits it close and makes birdie there, I mean, gosh, that would, that was going to be a, an exciting final two holes. Well, yeah, especially, you know, considering that, um, you know, he was on a birdie run going into that. And, and then also Matsuyama, you know, finished with, a couple bogeys there to to drop back and Matsuyama went into that last hole with a two shot lead so you know safe cushion a bogey wins it like he didn't have to try to you know to get a par or whatever it's the same story with Tiger Woods in 2019 you know he knew a bogey would win so don't have to be aggressive don't don't have to do try and do too much you can you know play safe if you you know come up short of the green or whatever uh Matsuyama's case he was in the bunker but um, you know, if you're if you're on the green in in three at eighteen, you're fine. Like, yeah. But yeah, it would have been nice to 
see Xander kind of, you know, maybe press, you know, be able to press Matsuyama a little bit more there at the end. But it wasn't wasn't meant to be. But he was a good pick for you. He beat uh, my pick of Justin Thomas, who, you know, he was looking good, and then he then he didn't. <laughs> that was pretty much it. The same story with Justin Rose as well. He got off to a great start and then just kind of couldn't keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of. I was I was definitely surprised by that. I mean, after getting off to a good start, you know, was he was it nerves or he's just getting older? I mean, he just kind of la di da, like just you know, we'll see what happens. Doesn't really care. Mm, I don't think so. I think he's just at a point where because he's you know making swing changes, like he's like he's not his game isn't at its peak right now. And so, sure, he can have a really good day like he had on Thursday. Yeah. But for these guys, it's more, you know, it's more about consistency. That's that's what wins four-day golf tournaments. So, oh, yeah. like, you know, even though he's going through some swing changes or, you know, he's, he's kind of battling back maybe from injury or whatever, you know, these guys can still hit really good rounds. Like, every every player can shoot a low round i mean thursday's round was ridiculous considering everybody else's scores but um yeah but yeah it just that was that ended up being kind of an outlier round kind of a i don't want to say fluke round but like you know he kind of came back down to earth for the rest of the tournament yeah he out outperformed even his own expectations or he just you know the stars like just came together and he just right. you know just things worked out and then you know the other rounds are kind of more the average or back to the expect what what he and others would expect yeah yeah and speaking of injury like brooks kapka i was surprised that he even you know was out there playing after his surgery not not too long ago and it's yeah like 3 weeks I mean, it it wasn't too long ago. <laughs> it was. Um, it was in March. Yeah, it, it was a like, and to to go out and you know walk eighteen or, or you know try and be able to walk seventy two. I guess ultimately he only ended up walking thirty six because he got cut. But to walk, you know. To plan to walk that many holes at Augusta National after surgery, like like of all the courses to do it at Augusta National, like it's so hilly, it's so much elevation. That's yeah. like that is not the course to to do it that soon after surgery. Um, I mean, he played. He, yeah, he played well. He put a valiant effort out there. He was close to making the cut. Ultimately, didn't happen. Uh, he got a little little. Uh, well, heated in his post-cut interview, but um, kind of given the given the reporters the business when they asked him how he felt, or and he was like, "How do you think I felt?" You know, he put in some colorful language there. It's like Brooks literally just came off surgery, but yeah, on March sixteenth, yeah, for for a dislocated knee, less than and- a month. 
ligament damage. Dislocated right kneecap. Yeah, that's that's nuts. The yeah. fact that he even that's, that's three played. weeks. That's tight turnaround for yeah. any kind, any kind of surgery. Yeah, and to be walking and then you know I mean, with a golf swing where you're, I mean it's not the lead leg, but uh, yeah, that's the only thing that kind of helped. But still, yeah, you still got to bend over, and you know I liked his little modification to read putts. Yeah, just whatever you gotta do. Yeah, that was that was the most insane thing to me. The fact that it was just even out there. <laughs> I know it's the Masters, but dude. <laughs> Like something could have gone super wrong. Kind of brings it back to a couple years back when Tony Finau dislocated his ankle during the par three contest. Oh, that was crazy. And then, you know, played. And I, I don't know how he was able to play the, the rest of the tournament like that. I mean, obviously tape it up and just yeah, take all the pain medication i don't know but yeah uh dustin johnson wouldn't have done that though you know fall off the stairs and you know he's done (laughs) (laughs) he's out he's out get him out of here but brooks and tony nothing can take him down yeah yeah no i mean i i mean i think i told you i dislocated my shoulder last um october partial a partial dislocation and yeah i mean it was on a thursday night and there was a round on saturday and there was like no chance yeah but but then again yeah you like i don't know either way it hurts a dislocation is a dislocation but i mean i would i think you have a, I think you have a chance when there's when, it, when it's like a knee or an ankle but not a shoulder yeah i mean like tiger wood is he he's played on like a broken leg basically <laughs> you know yeah. he, he was one, he's won the US Open on a broken leg um yeah it's it's you know when when you have the mental toughness you know it's kind of surprising some things you can like battle over or the adversity you can kind of you know put away and and overcome but still <laughs> it's like come on dude <laughs> Yeah, and then for our final picks that we had, our non-alcoholic amateur picks, <laughs> uh, both both our picks ended up missing the cut. Um, all the amateurs missed the cut. All the amateurs missed the cut. Uh, you had Charles Osborne, who finished at plus eight, so he had a little bit better of a two rounds than my Styler, Tyler Strafacci. Um, who was 17 over. So, yeah, no uh, no real, like, surprise amateurs this year. No no amateur that found themselves, oh, hey, look at you in the first <laughs> round, like, at the top of the lead. Is this guy, near the, near what is top, he doing yeah. over here? No, that didn't, that didn't quite happen this year. But, yeah, ultimately... Yeah, there was only three of them, so it's kind of a light year for true non-alcoholics. True, but um, but yeah, they all. In the sense, though, we did get kind of an amateur winner, essentially, in Matsuyama, who you know was the low am ten years ago when he first played. So, you know, kind of 
kind of given the amateurs, even though they didn't, you know, have a good tournament here, maybe given them a little bit of hope that uh, maybe in 10 years' time they, they could also win a green jacket. Potentially, maybe. Keep keep fighting. I mean, Matsuyama has been around for a while. I mean, he has some PGA Tour wins, but yeah. He had five wins prior to this. Pretty, I mean, he was happy for him. He was up to number two in the you know world golf rankings back in 2017. Like for for a while there, he was he was winning a lot of events. I mean, he won five events, but uh, and then for the past like four years or since 2017, he hadn't won an event on the PGA Tour. He's gotten yeah. close, but he hasn't won any. So yeah. kind of like how Spieth won last week um, or the week prior to the Masters. Kind of got his first win in like 1,300 days, you know, a couple yeah. of years. Matsuyama kind of doing the same thing here. Yeah. And in the biggest of all tournaments. <laughs> what a way to yeah. do it. Can you even imagine? Like, I, I keep trying to understand, like, what it's going to be like for him to go back to Japan and, like, the pride that he'll nuts. feel, he'll feel. Got to be nuts. Yeah, complete country. A whole, a whole country. What is? What's the population? Uh, a lot. There's a, there's a good amount of people in Japan. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But yeah, first. 126 million. So that's almost half the United States. Yeah. That in a very much smaller geographical footprint. <laughs> he's gonna be a god. Oh yeah. Yeah, first first Japanese player to win the Masters, first male and he's, to win and a he's only, major. Uh, I think he's twenty nine. Yeah, he's, he's he'll be he'll be a living legend for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's not thirty yet. Uh, he's twenty nine. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, and you know it's it's kind of funny. One of the things I like about like he he understands he knows English. But he still rolls with a a translator. Pretends not to. Yeah, or you know, just decides. You know what? I'm just more comfortable just speaking in my own native language. Um, it, I mean, it could be a situation where you know he doesn't want to accidentally say something you know wrong. Something gets you know lost in translation or something, and so he just protects against that. Um, but it also could be a situation where. Maybe someone who just, he can hear, you know, English, you know, when other people say it, he can understand when other people are saying it to him, but he's maybe not as fluent speaking it, right? Because there's different levels with foreign language kind of um, knowledge or, or fluency where, you know, you can read it well or you could speak it well or you could, you know, be able to listen to it well, but potentially you know not all of them um so that's one that's one thing to think about but it's uh yeah plus if you have like i mean yeah either he doesn't want to you know say something wrong you know obviously they're you know my perception or whatever their their culture is very respectful um yeah the caddy speaking of respectful that's one of the cool like I, i love that yeah, that was super cool after, you know, they finished hole, you know, the final hole and he grabs the, you know, the flag from the pin and puts the pin back and then bows to to Augusta yeah. National basically. That, I yeah, love that. that was super you, cool for sure. Give me chills. Yeah. That's um, yeah, that's one of those moments that, you know, you'll just remember. Yeah. 
no, all I was going to say is um, I my, what I believe is the that just Hideki also um, just doesn't really he's not chasing the spotlight he just wants to lay low you know avoid the questions he'd rather he'd rather just play golf he's not in it for the, the fame at least um, here in the states maybe back in japan a little i've, bit I've read <laughs> and i've heard that he's he doesn't know like, yeah he's, he's a quiet star he's just he's more I can it. um he doesn't speak with the japanese press either very much i mean he will be <laughs> now well, that he's on the masters <laughs> You know, you can be cordial and talk and give, you know, yeah, you know, g- give good answers without, like, I mean, you know, excessive. You know, there's some people that can talk for five minutes there's, on one simple question. Like, you know, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's another guy. Like, he's not he's not short with the media. Like, no. like he, like he's like he's annoyed. He's just, you know, he says a couple sentences and then he's done. Right. Right. He's very concise what, and. It's the Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I, I have a feeling Matsuyama is a, a bit smarter than Forrest Gump, though. Yeah. Um, I'll give him that. <laughs> definitely a better golfer. Definitely a better golfer. Um, I don't know if he can run like the wind, though. Probably not going to get recruited by Alabama to be a kick returner. Doubtful. Doubtful. But... Yeah, on. Matsuyama. How was that? Yeah, I mean, well, I, like, I like his swing in his game. I mean, I definitely root. You know, I, I tend to root for more Americans. Um, and maybe I just I don't know. Just I don't mind. I love I love seeing good golf shots and like, um, you know, I I, I I appreciate the international game. It's just when it comes down to it, you know, I I also like rooting for. Yeah. Know, I, kind of my local my local favorites you know right yeah for sure but yeah Matsuyama's though one of those golfers that um you're happy to see win though um yeah. I you know this isn't one of those you know Patrick Reed cases or whatever <laughs> you know it's not like a guy who's like oh he's winning oh man yeah right no he's definitely not patty cakes yeah um yeah of course you know Obviously, everyone knew the story about at least going into Sunday because uh, he had a, he had a ridiculous Saturday back nine to you know to take the lead there after that yeah. little rain delay, um, and then once that happened, once he took the lead, he you know all of a sudden you know stories start going say hey you know he could become the first Japanese male player to win a major to you know first yeah. player to win the Masters you know and country on shoulder you know all the I wonder how much pressure he felt because he couldn't he looked he looked cool as a cucumber he looked cool but he also you could kind of tell he was he was nervous he had he had kind of that like I I feel like he laughs off his nerves because you could you could see after you know some bad shots on Sunday he was definitely like trying to laugh it up with his caddy a little bit you know to try and relieve some some tension some pressure um, and I thought I heard one of the announcers say that that's more he's embarrassed and like that could was be. like he's like yeah he's like sheepish or like embarrassed when he hits bad shots and so could he's be. kind of like his smile is not necessarily laughter it's just like you gotta be know, kidding me <laughs> type of thing but not that I know or that the announcer knows right. um, but I mean just, he said he said he was basically he was nervous 
from the very first tee. Like, <laughs> like it's not like it just popped up like the back nine, you know, on Sunday. It was that whole yeah, day. He, he knew was, the gravity of the yeah, situation for sure. Um, which is yeah, which is good. And then just, I mean, I think those guys are on another. I mean, that's how you get there is embracing the nerves. Um, you can't you can't shy away from it. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, have you ever had a a time where you're just on the tee, you know, ready to hit, and you're just oh, yeah. hands are shaking. You're like, oh my god, how oh, am yeah. I even going to be able to hit this ball? Every Mark Zelich. Every Mark Zelich. Yeah. Any any time you're kind of in front of some some people there at the tee or whatever, and yeah, or it's starting a yeah starting a tournament that you want to do well at. I think or, first tees can be nerve wracking for a lot of people. I mean, especially when there's people watching. Yeah, it, you know, there's there's that there's that adage or or that's strategy that's out there is like for the first tee doesn't matter. I mean, obviously for pro golfers this doesn't really work, but you know, for amateur golfers, for like high school golfers, like first tee if you know you're going to be nervous or whatever, um, you know, no matter what the length of the course is or the hole is, you know, hit you know the club that you can hit the best what if it's you know your seven iron hit your seven iron off the tee um and i'm not saying like everybody does it or is maybe the greatest strategy but if, in terms of like getting your nerves under control because the first tee is gonna be where your nerves are probably at their highest yeah like, get so yeah so once or, or the last hole yeah so essentially like just get off the tee and then go from there if you if you if you get a bogey on the first hole, like that's not a that's not a score you can't come back from, right? Yeah. So like it's not it's better than say just you know you can't even swing your driver because your hands are sh- shaking like so much and you just yeah. put it out of bounds or whatever and you know and just start compounding errors and and get a really bad score. Just like get off the first tee, yeah, and then you're off. It's it's something to think about if if you have yeah. issues with nerves um, or are in yeah, a spotlight where to do it. where you need to calm your nerves a little bit because because yeah that first tee is most likely always going to be where it's at its highest because just it's where that anticipation meets you know reality <laughs> where potential energy becomes kinetic energy essentially. <laughs> For the scientists in yeah. the group. For your Brysons out there. Yeah. I like it. Well, yeah. should we make some picks? Yeah. Let's uh let's make some picks. I mean, it was our, great. Everything's kind of like you know, once you're coming off like just the the masters, I mean it's hard to next few weeks, you know, until the next major, it's gonna be even That's what I was saying, it's kinda of, we're kind of in withdrawal a little bit because and the thing is, Masters coverage is just so good. Like, Masters.com, yeah. you know, being able to stream different types of feeds, you know, feature groups from, you know, Aim and Corner, 456, 1516, like different holes. And you can get, like, four stream going at once. Like, it's yeah, it's so good. And their app, you know, app on their phone is great. Their app is ridiculous. Great. It's, like, it's just top class everything about like the masters essentially um and so to like come off of that (laughs) to go and you know into back into kind of 
regular PGA Tour schedule where things Normal. aren't as polished. It's more. a little bit, yeah. Normal is, is a little, a little disappointing, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, once we... you've once you've driven a Ferrari, it's hard to right. go back to right. a, uh, you know, even a nice Ford. Kind of spoils you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's. It's kind of one of those things where you kind of wish that maybe maybe we could have the Masters twice a year, spring and fall, <laughs> right? <laughs> Can we do so that? So what we're asking for is like two, two Masters. Is that two too ma- much is, to ask for? I, I mean, come on. Can't be that hard. Yeah, you know, and uh, one last thing about the Masters from from my, my brain dump here. Um, Matsuyama winning... It was cool that he was able to win after, um, you know, Jap- the Japanese amateur, you know, female amateur won the Augusta, you know, women's amateur event, you know, the week prior. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, you know, kind of a nice little sweep for, for the country of Japan there. <laughs> More than a little one. <laughs> Sorry. When I say little, I mean like, a, you know, a Starbucks little or whatever they call it. It's essentially... You know, yeah, that was pretty amazing. They're <laughs> gonna have quite the parade. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine what a parade for that would be like. Like, you go like straight downtown, like Tokyo or something. <laughs> Just how many people would be? I get that parade. All 126 like, all, million all... will be on four <laughs> blocks. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just feet on people's shoulders, just stacked to the to the ceilings of the skyscrapers. Just, <laughs> oh man! I mean, or you just drive around the whole country. I mean, how long would that take? I don't know. I mean, if you're doing a parade, <laughs> you're going pretty slow. Take quite a while. He's Matsuyama is not going to be competing in any more tournaments this year. He's going to be on a year long parade through the country of Japan. Yeah, don't <laughs> expect to see him for a while. No, <laughs> definitely not. But oh, yeah, fun. if you don't if you don't have anything more for the Masters, we can we can make our picks for RBC. Um. I kind of had one more. What do you think of this uh, Will Zalatoris kid? <laughs> Zalatoris? Yeah. Will Zalatoris? He looks exactly like Bernhard Langer did when he won his first green jacket. It's pretty funny. I know everyone was comparing him to, you know, the Caddyshack caddy for <laughs> for Happy Gilmore. but Or not Caddyshack, yeah, Happy Gilmore. Um yeah, obviously everyone was making the memes about that, but you like like yeah. if you actually look at like Bernard Langer's photo when he won his first Masters, they look like exactly the same too. But yeah, I mean he had a he had a hell of a hell of a Masters. Dude, it I seems like have, you're going to see me picking him a lot more. <laughs> yeah, he's really he's really just kind of fast tracked to the spot. That was kind of one of my biggest takeaways or surprises. That yeah. like yeah from the weekend it was just how good he did and how good oh yeah but I mean there is also something to say like um 
you know, obviously he had that really nice quote where it was like, if, if I'm stupid enough to be able to play here or whatever, I can play here. I think I can play here. I'm stupid enough to think I can win here. Uh, that's a great <laughs> quote, but it was great. But, but there's something to say about like essentially ignorance, I guess. Um, where younger players, and this is for a lot of sports, not just golf, but younger players, you know, in big spotlights, just they're ignorant to maybe the gravity of the situation. Yeah. That when you get older and you realize, you know, I don't have many more chances to, you know, to yeah, win exactly. a Masters, like, kind of changes you know that amps up pressure where when you're younger you can you can be like you know what i i'm gonna be in the last group once this wasn't so hard i can do it again right exactly um so who knows what happens from here but it seems like every masters we have kind of a surprise contender last fall it was cameron smith you know this year it was you know will zaltoris um but yeah that was uh yeah, he he had some really really good shots. I mean, he played really well. This, I mean, he finished one stroke back. He was, it's right there, right there, right there. No, I mean, I definitely am gonna go and try. Like, well, one, I'm gonna. I, I was having hitting it well a couple of years ago when I on, on like his backswing where he has the club more pointed towards the sky than he does. The face. Getting, it to, getting it to parallel. I mean, he just. Oh, are you talking about the? Are you talking about the angle of the shaft or the face of the club? The shaft. The shaft. Okay. So not having it parallel to the ground, but more upright. Pointing to the sky. There's yeah. less moving parts. Sure. And so, I mean, um, man, yeah, I mean, he hits it a ton, but I mean, he, he's six two and he's just long tall, and like tall and skinny. Yeah. Yeah, and then I and then I was kind of dinking with it in the basement, but I like his putting grip too. Um, he's kind of got he's got an arm lock putter. Yeah, it's like the wrong wrong arm, isn't it? They does he do who who was doing it on the like the trailing arm? Someone someone had their putter grip where they were you know anchoring it to their arm, but it was not to their lead arm. It was like to their trailing arm I'm trying to remember who it was i did not see that and i would bet i don't it wasn't it wasn't will it may not have been will it was somebody though and it was it was interesting i'm gonna need to see a picture to i don't know was it brant snedek back, back that up uh i don't know but no he because he he has the, the arm lock where he's locking it but then his he's doing the claw but it's like a modified claw where only his um two fingers his pointer and his middle are on the club it's not like most people claw like that and he was like you know what i've that's how i've been doing my claw with just two fingers really yeah it it looks like they're just on there yeah because he doesn't know where else to put them but they're like they're not doing anything yeah no like it it just felt a lot more comfortable with just the two fingers instead of like the entire hand essentially but yeah honestly i was trying it out it felt decent so but i will i will admit though he's definitely having more success with the claw than than i am right now that's for sure well he's taller he is taller that's that's (laughs) that's probably it (laughs) how do you measure yourself against other golfers oh by height by height 
Oh, don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our picks for the RBC Heritage at Harbor Town Golf Links. Good old. All right. Pick a number one through ten. Um, 3.14. That was it. You can Sweet. go first. Sweet. Lovely. So we're getting back to our normal picks now that we're not on the Masters. That's not a major, so we're going to make three picks. We have a, a guy to win. We have a best man um, and then a trunk slammer pick. So first pick for me, big time dude. Got a pick. Hmm. Well, I mean, can he can he do great back to back weeks? I I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Um, it is. Life's full of hard choices. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. Uh, I'm gonna go with Colin Morikawa this week. I, I thought you were going Webb Simpson for sure. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. All right. Well, since you didn't pick him, I'm going Will Zalatoris. Yeah, I was. I was looking at him too, and that's why I was kind of wondering. I was like, can he? You know, back my. Can he be back to back? Up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick him more often. Can he go back to back? He's either gonna have a shit ton of confidence and kick ass, or. He's going to totally be like, you know, blew his load and <laughs> just like be on a, like a mental just crash. Crash, yeah. After, you know, after this week of all like, you know, he's definitely on the golf radar now. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For chisel. All right. Bring it back with uh, with your best man pick. Um, 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 you know, I've, I have not picked him before ever, but he did good at the masters again. Um, he's to me like overlooked a lot. Um, I'm going to go Brian Harmon. Uh, I, I was going to pick him. You have stolen the pick. Well okay. done. Well done. I mean, he has a couple top tens at RBC, so he's he's played well here before. Um, and yeah, coming off a hot week, you know, usually golf, you know, if you're feeling it, usually you can kind of keep going. True, 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 true. All right, for my best man pick, we are going to go with not Brian Harmon because you have stolen him from me. Stolen. Stolen that lefty. So Finders, finders keepers. But. Finders keepers. Seats taken. Um, <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're going to go with uh, Sung J.M. Okay. Trunk slammer. Trunk slammer. Let's find. Let's find a dude. With a with a ridiculous profile pick, 
You look kind of funny, brah. <laughs> you got a funny look for a dude, brah. You got soft hands for a dude, brah. <laughs> yep. Um, man. I, I mean, there's not... It's not a whole lot of... You know what? Uh, we're I got gonna... one. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... This this might be a little bit of a bold pick, but I'm I'm gonna do it because his he's just staring at me in this this pick and he's giving me a weird face. I'm gonna go with Jason Duffner. The Duff. The Duffner for the trunk slammer. He's gonna be he's gonna be duffing it all over the place and he's gonna be slamming his trunk come Friday afternoon. Friday evening. He's just giving me that face. He's just staring. He's just staring that's, at me, that's, and he's that's just his normal face. I, I know. He just, but he looks so like disappointed in me. I mean, I can't really blame him. You did win three of the four picks, you know, for the Masters. So I didn't have the greatest Masters picks, but he doesn't have to give me that face. Yeah, that is a weird face. All right. Uh, I'm going Christy Ann Bazoon because he looks healthy and I thought he does (laughs) (laughs) he looks like he's straight up hungover for that pick (laughs) at first I thought his like shirt like he was like it was like a shirt like you get when you work at a big box store right yeah like he just came from his uh, second job Hi, or whatever. I'm Christian and I'm. How can I help? <laughs> it's like um, it's like the movie The Other Guys with <laughs> Michael Keaton working at the. What was it? Was he working at like Costco or something or Sam's Club, wherever or Bed Bath and Beyond? That's where. That's where it was. <laughs> so yeah, Christian is just coming straight from Bed Bath and Beyond to to play in this tournament. You know, he's got to fund his golf career somehow, right? But, all right. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, there it is. Those all right, are our, our picks. My picks are Will's Letters, Brian Harmon, and Christiane Bazoon. <laughs> and Clay's got Colin Morcala, Sun JM, and Jason. Da 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 da. All right, RBC Heritage, bring it on. Maybe I can get back to my winning ways in the picks. That'd be nice because right now, with your with your three three wins last week in the Masters, you have overtaken me for the for the 2021 season. You're up to oh, yeah. 19 to to my 18. Oh yeah, You're there is that. Leapfrog me, so I gotta I gotta get back on track here. I've kind of I'll just I'll, I'll slid a little there bit. Real quick. <laughs> All right, you do that. But until next time, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you then. Peace, love, and birdies. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect. It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too.